The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, thanks for tuning in and joining us on a Monday. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully your weekend was better than Ajay's. Please be better was than Was it Ajay. that the weekend was bad or just the news today was bad? No, the whole weekend was horrible. Because you didn't know about the results of all of these things until I like late last night or today. I had a today. feeling. I had a feeling. It was all bad. You lost pick six. I lost to UNCV pick him. The fantasy. Lost fantasy by football. Head to head match. No, not only did I just lose, Eric, I lost by 0.48. I need five yards from somebody. Less than half a point. One catch. Give me one catch and I win that thing. One extra PAT. Wow. And because we have an idiot owner of the league who won't fix our waiver wire, so when I claim somebody, I can get them, I have to wait until. Pyrak ends up jumping in there and getting him, who probably didn't jump until three days later. Wait, was it was it Pyrak or was it Punami? That- no, it was Pyrak. We've we've got some weird names. In this here. is crappy. Yeah, Mister Illegal Touching beats Michael Scott's tots. <laughs> so what I do? I watched Michael Scott tots episode of The Office yesterday. Good Made me feel you. worse about. That make life. you feel better? No, it should have. Actually, it should have. Yeah, you're right. That's a great point. Hey, I put this out there earlier in the day. I happened to check out uh, early lines on uh, some of the contests for this weekend in college football, mm-hmm. purely for entertainment purposes. And the uh, line for Utah State at San Diego State opened at two points in favor of the Utah State Aggies. And by the time I had looked at it, this was about noon, one o'clock, the line had moved to three and a half. The line has continued to move, and it's it's now up to f- four and a half in some places, five in others. So that it, what that means is, people who are betting on this game, the vast vast majority of all that money is going in favor of Utah State. So that's amazing. However, keep this in mind. Thanks to at beefy underscore L for pointing this out. In 2015, USU was favored by five and a half and SDSU won 48 to 14. Maybe I'm superstitious, but I don't want history to repeat itself. (laughs) And then uh, at Nolan Hade says, agreed. However, that team is nowhere near as talented as this team. I would agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So a couple things about Utah State. Uh, Wake Forest has looked great in their games following the contest against the Aggies. They're getting votes in both polls. They're close to cracking the top 25 in the coaches' poll. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a legitimate team. And Utah State had that team on the ropes. They had that game. Let it get away from them. Yeah. So keep that in mind. San Diego State... Really good defensive team, but they're struggling 
to score points offensively. Yeah. They did put up 31 against New Mexico State this last weekend. Aggies would have put up 52 versus New Mexico State in three quarters. But as many people have said, I didn't know San Diego State had a bye week, too. <laughs> That's really good, yeah. No, it's look, it, it's a good football team. The, the thing is, is you, you kind of just put it there at... When you look at that Boise State game last year, um, maybe I'm daring in saying this, but I thought Utah State was absolutely flat out the better football team than Boise State was, and they just got outplayed, outcoached, things just didn't go their way. You know, and then you think about games of Wyoming or versus Wyoming where things just don't go your way. This might be, I mean, years past, this might be one of those situations where, look, we're the better team, but things haven't gone our way. I think this year... They are absolutely, without question, no hesitation, second thought, that they are absolutely the best team on this field in every category. Defensively, I think Utah State's better. Offensively, I think Utah State's better. Special teams, there's not even a question or a hint or a thought. They are much better. But, man, just that whole, we haven't won in San Diego State in school history for football. It'd be really nice to end that. (laughs) I think this would be the year to do it. San Diego State did much of their damage in their win over New Mexico State on the ground. 291 rushing yards, three touchdowns. Um, quarterback Ryan Agnew, not necessarily a great game. 106 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. But yeah. on the flip side, that San Diego State run defense is for real. They only allowed 30 net rushing yards from New Mexico State. 30. Of course, uh, Josh Adkins had negative 26, so he got knocked around and sacked a bunch. Um, yeah. The running game is kind of interesting, too. They, and, you know, they usually had one specialized back. Seven sacks, nine tackles for loss for mm-hmm. San Diego State. Yeah. Uh, their, their running game um, is usually specialized around one guy. This year, it seems like there's three different guys. Um, all There's three of them that are over 100 yards already. Uh, and, and how much they use them or how they use them against Utah State will be yet to be seen. Um, we'll hopefully uh, have audio from Rocky Long coming up on Wednesday where we can maybe give you a better look at that. We'll also have a special guest from San Diego State that's going to join us, talk about the Aztecs. But, you know, they, they have a running game. It's It's efficient. Uh, their passing game absolutely is not, but when you're one-dimensional versus Utah State, you are in just dead serious trouble. Not You can't be one-dimensional versus this Utah State defense. They'll eat you alive. Uh, we'll get into a lot more detail about San Diego State as the week continues. Mm-hmm. Um, Nevada, hey, give Weber State credit. They held San Diego State tough. I mean, that was a tough, what was it, 6 nothing in the season opener? Uh, Weber State went to uh, Reno and played Nevada tough. Uh, Nevada won 19-13, but give the Wildcats a lot of credit. Yeah, Weber State is yeah. legit. Dude, they really are good. Um, uh, that, uh, that, team has, uh, that team has national championship hopes in their division, and they, there's no reason why they don't get there. Well, I'm looking at the box score of that game. They had to have got it done with their defense. Yeah, it was all defense. Yeah, it was all defense. Wow, 12 tackles for loss, four sacks, 
by Weber State. Uh, yep. They had a, a couple of interceptions, a couple of uh, uh, really great plays. So good job to Weber State, playing them tough. Yeah, Jay Hill's doing an impressive job. I mean, what else is new though, right? He's always done a great job over there. Um, but, yeah, no, look, you know, this Utah State team's got to gear up again. You know, in fact, during our press conferences today, you know, Gary Anderson in his opening statement mentioned the bye week. I asked him another question about the bye week. He talked about it then. Other than that, dude, they are zoned in on the Aztecs. It is all San Diego State. Like, I was trying to find audio to, you know, put in today, and I found a, two or three clips, and that's it. Everything else was, look, it's San Diego State this, it's San Diego State that. That is our focus locked in and loaded here, which is really good news. I mean, coming off a bye week, you might kind of feel sluggish or whatever mentally, emotionally, maybe physically, but no, dude, no problem here. They're ready to go. They're ready to go and and end this losing streak there. Yeah, it's definitely on their mind. Uh, It's their focus. And this early in the season, I think that's probably plays a lot into that. Yeah, sure. I think if you have a bye week later in the season – it's more about, hey, we used it to get healthy or we used it to develop depth, to let the young guys do some things. But this early in the season, um, yeah, how do you how do you use a bye week right before you get into Mountain West Conference play with just a few weeks into the regular season? And uh, Gary kind of weighed in on that at the press conference today. Well, it's... Uh... I don't think it really matters who you're playing. It's how you use the bye, right? And what your what your team is, um, what's the mindset of the team, uh, what do you need to work on? And so we always just functionally look at ourselves and say, how can we get ourselves better in these next four or five days? Um, and then you take them where they fall. You know, this happens to be uh, after week two for us against San Diego State. So I would say it's a good spot for a bye for us right now. Now we'll see how we come out and play and what takes place. And then, you know, after the LSU game, I would say that's probably a pretty good place for a bye. So... You know, seeing where we are this year, um, we're going to take them where they always fall, and we're never going to say it's in a bad spot, but these seem to be, you know, a pretty good spot. And a lot of people say week two, but we had a bye after two games, but these kids have been at it for a long, long time. So it's, uh, you know, their bodies have been banging around for uh, a few months here. It's kind of interesting how we look at how we're like, oh, that's an early bye. Football players and coaches are like, oh, thank goodness, finally a bye week for us. It's And, and by the way, they get another one, and it's, this is a big one. I think... The upcoming by the next one is bigger because after yes. LSU, you then got Nevada at Air Force and then home against BYU. So that could not come at a better time after Death Valley. But uh, yeah, you know, and, and, and coaches will always say it, it's coach speak, but you know, the buy is when it is. We can't control it. We'll just deal with it. And um, he, he, it's true, but I think having a buy before conference play is really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And the um, the Mountain West Conference, Utah State gets into the conference play next week, but the conference as a whole, the first couple of weeks had some real opportunities and had some really big games, big wins. This past week kind of got the pendulum kind of swung the other way a little bit. Uh, New Mexico got creamed by Notre Dame. We all saw that coming. Um. Hawaii didn't play as tough against Washington. UNLV didn't play that tough against Northwestern. Colorado State scored some points but couldn't stop Arkansas. Um, But you have to give credit to Air Force. 
Colorado's a team that's been playing really well. They had the overtime winning over Nebraska. Air Force goes to Colorado, comes out with a win, 30-23. to Surprising how, and that was an overtime game, but surprising how little those teams have played each other over the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. But give credit to Air Force coming out with the victory. Yeah, it's big. Who do they... Uh... Who do they got in conference play, by the way, in their first week? Do you know? I didn't look at the schedule yet. I should have looked at it. Air Force is at Boise State Oof. Friday night. That could be a dandy. Yes. I like that matchup. Uh, the line on that one has been interesting, too, if I, don't, if I recall that correctly. Uh, it opened at Boise State at 9.5, and, and it's moved down to 8.5. Um, so it's, it's moving in Air Force's direction. But um, that's going to be a really big one. That's uh, 7 o'clock on ESPN2 Friday night. Ooh, that's a good matchup. That's I a like really that. That's a good matchup. Uh, is there any other ones besides us, or is that it? Uh, yeah, there's really no other good big games. Huh? Yeah, so yeah, Air Force, Boise State, San Diego State, Utah State. Both are really, really intriguing matchups. That 8.5 line. Hey, what about Wyoming? How enigmatic are the Cowboys? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, they barely get by Idaho, who's now a lower division. So I, Wyoming opens the season. They beat Missouri. It's a big game, very exciting. They struggle and takes a second half adjustment and some explosion to get going and finally beat Texas State, who's not a great team. And then they struggle against Idaho in week three. I mean, Wyoming's 3-0. and Give them credit for that, but that's kind of strange. Cowboys just don't seem to be very consistent. We're going to find out how good they are when they got this following stretch. You ready for this? Versus Nevada at home, and then they're gifted with a bye before they're at Boise and then at USU back-to-back weeks. We're going to find out how good Wyoming is during then. Well, then right after that, it's the border war with Colorado State. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we'll 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 see how good they are come then. <laughs> I mean, um, it's a but you're right. I mean, you put thirty seven up on Missouri, and then you're you just go dead. You know, you're you're squeaking by these these on a weird teams. Um, yeah, they only managed twenty three at Texas State. They only managed twenty one. Wait, twenty three at Texas? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought they scored more than that. No. Uh, other. T- Scores in around the Mountain West. Colorado State at Arkansas, 55-34 to for the Razorbacks. Oh, uh, I'd mentioned I had some questions about Colorado State. Like, how would they look on the road? We find out what this team really looks like. And they were, they gave up a lot of points in the first quarter, but then they settled in and uh, played a tough, tough football game. And it was just about anybody's game at the end of the end of three, but then they don't score anymore. And Arkansas scores three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I think Colorado State might still might be an okay team. I think they actually might be all right. I wouldn't count them out completely out yet. How did uh who uh sorry, I'm just looking at the schedule here. Nevada do. They barely beat Weber State. Oh, that's right. That's right. Nineteen thirteen. 
UNLV won on the road at Northwestern. Northwestern wins that game 30-14. to oh, They hung in there, man. I mean, they were down, what? They were down 16-14 at halftime. And then Northwestern scored a touchdown in the third and a touchdown in the fourth. That's it. Otherwise, UNLV hung in there with them. How much do you think, Eric, is that based on Mountain West teams being that good or the P5 teams being that bored? I mean, 30 to 14, Northwestern should punch UNLV in the mouth by 21 plus. 16 point win, and it really had to come by a dull second half. Well, are, are P5 teams just bored? And, well, and then going through the motions here? Well, what's going on? Well, I think there's one option that's not included that you've, you've given, is that the Mountain West is getting better. And the Mountain West, uh, as a whole, has uh, it's had a pretty decent year this year. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, Coach Anderson Several talked, really big wins. Oh, yeah. And Coach Anderson actually talked about that in the presser today. He had talked about how the Mountain West... Is just is loaded in conference play that there is no gimme game, so to speak, and uh, and that every team can give you a battle. Go ahead. The schedule is what the schedule is, right? You play the schedule that's out there in front of you, and this is a very, very competitive league overall. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how it all you know filters out as we move through it. But uh, you know. It, a lot of people could knock each other off in this league this year. I don't. Uh, we'll we'll see as we continue through. Boise's got a big one this week, and Air Force has got a big one this week. They play each other Friday night. That's a huge game, um, you know, right out of the gate. And I think both those teams, from what I've seen, are playing extremely well. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's it's big game for us. Big game for San Diego State, and they'll just continue on next week. It's a big game for Colorado State. It's a big game for Aggies. Um, so there, but we are, it's a very difficult schedule. Um, you know, and then you pop in the LSU game in, in a couple, three weeks here, which in the middle of the season is uh, interesting, um, to say the least. So, but you know, you take them one game at a time. We've got a very good San Diego State team that's, again, undefeated. And I'm sure they're, they're sitting there uh, thinking we're a pretty good team and potentially getting in a position to be ranked. And um, so we should all be excited about this one and then move on to the next one after that. But it's a competitive conference, which is awesome for the fans and um, awesome for the kids. They get to play good people every week. It's a good league. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a darn good league. There's some great games that are going to be coming up on Utah State's schedule this year. Is this the best the Mount West Conference has been in a few years? I mean, can you think of the last... How long have we been in the Mount West Conference, Eric? Six years? Is this six? I think it is six. This is the sixth year. Is this the best time for the Mount West Conference in regards to football in six years that you can remember back to? You should ask Al that question, too. He's... In the early years, Boise was, was good. Boise's been good for a long time, obviously. Fresno was good. San Diego State... Uh, was good. But, I don't know. Oh, Hawaii had a moment. But this is, so there's been some years where there have been some really highly ranked Mountain West teams. But I think when you look at it as a whole, it's probably better, top to bottom, than maybe, it's been maybe uh, top-heavy in years past, yeah, it sometimes definitely, but uh, not a lot of parity below that, or a lot of competitiveness below that. 
But I think that uh, this year so far, it, it's looking really competitive. It's yeah. really tough. And even Nevada. Like, I mean, you look at it, man. Like, Nevada is going to have a chance. Air Force, I think, still sneaky good. I don't think Air Force is, is any way in shape or form a pushover. Um, Wyoming's going to get a couple wins they probably shouldn't get, but that's how Wyoming is. Same with Colorado State. Boise State, Wyoming Utah is State getting is. one vote in the coaches' poll, by the way. Good. They should be. Um, Utah State, Boise State, Fresno State are, of course, up there. San Diego State might have a down year, but we'll we'll see. But yeah, I think it's about as balanced as it's been in a long time, which is good. It's fun. Still scares me with some of the road games we have, though. Uh, yes, yeah. This is this is by far the more challenging schedule USU has had in the last few years. Yeah, at Air Force still scares me. Nevada home, man. You never know. With well, them. you got Fresno and San Diego State on the road. Right. Yep. Have we ever won at... When's the last time we won at Fresno? Did we win there recently? I need to look that up. I think up. the last time USU was there, they won. They did win? Okay. I think. I don't remember, man. I have to go back and look at that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, this. I mean, Mountain West Conference play gets started for four teams. So Air Force is at Boise State... Utah State at San Diego State. That's, that should be fun. I can't wait for that. Oh, man. And then uh, Utah State gets Colorado State at home next week. Um, opposite of last year's schedule where Colorado State didn't see Utah State until the second to the last game of the year in November. That's when they saw them. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see how good a lot of these teams are come conference play. That's, well, that's where you're going to really see who the pretenders and contenders are in this conference. And I think there will be more contenders than there has been in a while. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Wyoming is going to make a run for the West. Uh, certainly Fresno and San Diego State are always in that discussion. Mm-hmm. And in the Mountain Division, Boise, Utah State, Air Force may be looking like it. Yep. Uh, if Hawaii, or excuse me, Wyoming, as long as you score one more point than the next guy, doesn't <laughs> matter. As Bill Belichick says, if they don't score, you don't lose. <laughs> Did you that, hear that that's coming? That's what yesterday? happened over the weekend. It's <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, hey, any uh, college football games just in general that stood out to you uh, this past weekend? Any that kind of just shocked you or surprised you at all? Well, uh, certainly one that did shock me was the BYU USC game. My gosh, I, I I suspected it would be closer than the line that you put at thirteen and a half, but I did not expect to see BYU win that game. So let me ask you. Is BYU just this good, played pretty badly on game one against Utah? Or is, I mean, are they just running into the luck of the Irish thing where they, they get Tennessee, who's a bad football team, obviously. Uh, USC's, their starting quarterback is injured. He's done for the year. So a freshman comes in on a road game at BYU and uh, and struggles. Um, or, or is, yeah, well, I think, which one is it, man? I think it's a little bit of everything. <clears throat> uh, I think USC was trying to figure out what, what they're going to be uh, with their new fresh, true freshman quarterback. Are they going to be a running team? Are they going to be an air raid offense? I don't think they really knew what they wanted to be. And I think you have to give BYU some credit too for how they were able to hang in there and, and get it into extra time and then make a great defensive play to seal the victory. 
Yeah, uh, just I mean, just the fact that they even were there with USC just amazed me. Um, Oklahoma is just downright stupid dangerous. 15 to 20, 289 yards, three TDs from Jalen Hurts. Uh, he also rushed for 150 yards on 14 carries. Incredible. Four touchdowns total, no turnovers at all. Someone get him off the field and get him into a Madden game. He, it's just amazing. At this point, Trevor Lawrence or Jalen Hurts? Who's your highest? Oh, Jalen in a heartbeat. It's not even close. I'm not even thinking about it. Uh, there was, a, besides the BYU upset over USC, there was another upset in top 25. Um, and that was, uh, give a lot of credit to the uh, new coach there, what's going on with... Um, uh, Who's it again? All of a sudden, just lost. Just <laughs> what team? Past it. <laughs> what uh, the crap's your problem? Okay, fine. While you're, just had while you're trying crap. to find that again, it's really interesting. Uh, here's here's final scores. Listen to this. One, uh, Clemson over Syracuse, 41-6. Number two, Alabama, 47-23 over South Carolina. Georgia, number three, 55 nil over Arkansas State. LSU, 65-14. Over uh, Northwestern State. Number five, Oklahoma, 48-14 over UCLA. Number six, Ohio State, 51-10. Number seven, Notre Dame, 66-14. Number eight, Auburn, 55-16. It is the first time that at least six six teams out of the top ten scored 40-plus points in the same weekend of football. Wow. Since the AP poll era started. The only uh, couple of teams who didn't, one of them was uh, Utah. Or not Utah, sorry, I was wrong. 29-21 Florida over Kentucky, which was a barn burner in itself. And uh, who was the... Oh, where'd they go? I lost it. I can't find the other one. But yeah, 6 out of 10. Or sorry, uh, yeah, 7 out of 10, but 6 plus teams... Scored 50 or 40-plus points uh, in the same weekend over teams. That's incredible. That's that's amazing. LSU, by the way, gear up. Strap tight. Buckle up. Just know it's going to be... That offense is on it, fire. It's going to be a rumble down there in Death Valley on October 5th. That one's... Oh, boy. Just hope you come out alive. Okay, so I was mixing two different teams, two different games. The Temple upset over Maryland. Mm-hmm. New head coach, uh, Mike Loxley... Uh, he's been his offense was just going on fire for his first two games, but Temple came in and won that game, upset uh, Maryland as they just crept into the top twenty-five. Temple with the win there, but I was also thinking of Kansas at Boston College. How about that? Kansas hadn't been a, a a Power Five team on the road in forty-eight games, and then they go and blow Boston College up. But it was forty-eight, 48 to 24? twenty-four. Is that what the final score was? Yeah, forty-eight to twenty-four. Les Miles, how do you do, sir? Wow. <laughs> oh, man. For Boston. Okay, so wait. Let me ask you something. If you're a college football fan of one of the three teams, which one are you just begging, begging to just set that football program on fire and redo it and rebuild it again? Boston College, Tennessee, or, oh, man, give me a good one here. Boston College, Tennessee, or Michigan State? 
who, by the way, lost 10-7 yeah, to Arizona lost. State. Controversial that the refs missed a call. Well, they kicked the field goal to win, but then they had 12 guys on the field, had mm-hmm. to move it back, then they missed. It's but the right Arizona call. State had a guy leaping that should have been called. Pac-12 officials admitted, hey, we missed a call here. Man, Pac-12's got to, I mean, they, dude, you're the butt of all jokes right now, Pac-12 conference, and if Utah somehow makes the playoff, <laughs> there's going to be some upset, upset Power 5 fans in the world. Or, by the way, Syracuse and Maryland aren't off to, Syracuse just lost a Temple 20-17. to No, that was uh, that was Maryland. Oh, sorry, Maryland. I, I apologize. I said Syracuse, Maryland. Washington, dude, fifty-two twenty over Hawaii. Oh, hello. USC is another team that's got to get their crap figured out and get it done quick because Friday night at home versus Utah, winners in the driver's seat for a uh, Pac-12 championship appearance. Need to get it figured out and get it figured out quick. Look, whoever wins that game is going to run the table and end up being in the Pac-12 championship on the, versus whoever on the other side. But USC is an absolute mess right now, man. Well, it was, uh, yeah, they got to get some things figured out. Um, so they looked like they were going to be a pretty good team. I mean, look what they did against, uh, um, was it Stanford? Yeah. The week previous? Yeah. Just totally destroyed them. And of course... Stanford got Stanford murdered got by UCF. destroyed by UCF this week, so it may not be all that. What do you think about Chris Peterson's Huskies? I mean, they, they blew that game at home against Cal, but they're 2-1 on the year. They stomp Hawaii 52-20. There were a lot of weird circumstances in that loss. Wasn't that the uh, rain the delay rain loss? rain delay game didn't start until after like 10.30 at night. Yeah. Not that it's an excuse because it affects both teams, but... I'm just saying, Chris Peterson, those Huskies might be on a mission now from the here on out. Yeah. But I still think BYU beats the Huskies this Saturday. Oof. No, I don't see that coming. You, you didn't see USC coming? Uh, no, I didn't. It's a good, fair point. I didn't expect them, I didn't expect BYU to win. I th- thought that they'd play them close. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa State. <laughs> 18 to 17 for Iowa. What yeah, a great that's, matchup. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, I agree. Uh poor just poor football on both ends there. And by the way, well, we'll get to the NFL in a little bit. I have a gripe with the NFL, a serious really legit gripe with the NFL. I'm ticked. Hey, someone, I, never mind, I'll ask you later. I got a question for you, but I mean, we're, we're in a totally different topic, so I can't ask you now. Um, besides, no, go ahead. Uh, besides USC and Utah, Air Force and Boise State, that's on Friday night coming up this week. There's actually some really good matchups. Georgia, Notre Dame. Is that at Notre Dame? Is that in South Bend or is that in Georgia? Uh, that game is at Georgia. It's at Mercedes Benz. Ooh. Yes. That's going to be a good one. I'm no, exce- it's in Athens. Oh, it's, yeah, okay. It's not Sorry. in Atlanta. Um, I thought that was a neutral site game. Okay. No, they've got that listed in, hey, uh, in tell Athens. tell me, you, this whole Notre Dame doesn't play for conference championships so it gets let off the hook. 
But with the way their schedule is, do you agree with that, Eric? That even that they don't play conference championships, so they get let off the hook if they have a loss. That it doesn't matter because they don't get punished for it. But you look at the schedule at Notre Dame plays, what side of the fence do you sit on there? Do you say, you know what, you don't play in a conference championship, you shouldn't even be you shouldn't even be in conversation for a playoff if you lose one game. You have to you have to run the table and be undefeated. Or do you say, you know what? The way your schedule's set up, because it's pretty difficult. I think after Georgia, they've got They play Virginia, who's a top twenty five team now. Yeah. Uh then they play bowling green, USC. Who knows, who knows where USC is going to be in a couple of weeks? Then they travel to Michigan. Oh, they're at Michigan then. At Michigan, who's ranked 11th right now. Host Virginia Tech. Go to Duke. Host Navy. Host Boston College and then travel to Stanford. Okay, so Stanford, USC, Michigan are rivalries. That, yeah, man, that Georgia matchup becomes huge now for Notre Dame, doesn't it? So, Absolutely. I mean, so where do you sit on the side of the fence? Are you aware, hey, like look, if they, if they lose a game to Georgia by, you know, 12 or whatever, it's then okay. they win the rest of their games? Yeah. Or is it you have to play a conference championship or else you're out of this? No. I don't, I don't think a conference championship should be necessary. Okay. But if, if, if uh, Notre Dame goes through that schedule with only one loss, it will depend if the. Other great teams around them have one loss, then I think you have to look at it. But if Georgia, Ohio State, LSU, if they're all undefeated? Yeah, so then it gets tricky, right? Then, I don't know. Do you reward think, an Notre Dame for the schedule de- that they played and being willing as an independent to go to go on the road to Athens and play Georgia? To be willing to go on the road and play Michigan? Or, I mean, because you're right. Eric, you're so right. Here's the problem. If Ella, if, if the SEC has two undefeated teams, which may or may not be possible, if or like a one-loss team in the SEC championship, or the, if the Big 12 has two undefeated teams, so I guess maybe one or two. Right, I mean, it if, could be Oklahoma, 12, Ohio State. ACC. LSU. What do you do, man? Clemson. I mean, and it's possible Clemson could be undefeated. Alabama could be undefeated. Or LSU could be undefeated. Michigan or Ohio State could be undefeated. Um, Oklahoma could be undefeated. Those, that's five teams right there. And, and by the way, Utah could be undefeated. It's possible. It there's, is absolutely There's a chance possible. that we have two, four, five, six teams undefeated plus Notre Dame. And then, I mean, then you got a headache here with this four-team playoff. Who belongs or who doesn't? Is SEC really worthy of that consideration, even though it's a one-loss team? So. It all depends on right how things change as the season goes. If some of these teams that are on the schedule get better, and so they are a ranked team when Notre Dame plays them, or if they really don't get any better, then even though Notre Dame does play them and beats up on them, is that the same as some of these other teams that are going through some tough conferences to get to where they are. So way too early to tell right now. But as of this moment, Notre Dame deserves to be in consideration near the top. I think some other teams have had a tougher start than they've had. But um, that's why you play the game. All right, coming up next, we'll find out what games got played in the NFL. We'll switch gears to the pros. Week two in the NFL – What games stood out? There were some surprises and some uh, controversy. 
players that uh, we were looking forward to seeing all season long are already not going to be there. Some big news happening today about players that uh, are going to be out, some for the season, some for an extended period. We'll talk about that and update you coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Win a 65-inch 4K flat-screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest. Presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the grand prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, Andre Salveson. NFL Week 2. Granted, we still have a game to be played tonight. Monday Night Football, Browns at the Jets. Kicking off at about 6.15 on ESPN. That's going to be a barn burner. No Sam Darnold because he uh, has mono. Kissing disease. Hey, so is that true? That really is. I've never had mono, knock on wood. Well, there's different forms of mono. But there is a form that is, what's the term? Communicable? Did you just make that up? <laughs> no. You really just made that up, didn't you? No. You just went full Salveson right there. That means if you uh, share saliva, or then that's how you can contract the virus or the disease. But um, you know, in week two, big surprises, big games, exciting finishes. There were a couple. Uh, the Colts beating the Titans. Jacoby Brissett, nice game by him. Yeah, huge game for him. I I was so impressed with him. Well, he um, didn't throw for a ton of yards, but threw for three touchdowns. And just a very consistent game by the Colts, uh, taking down Tennessee. Tennessee looked really good in week one. Of course, they were playing the Browns, and the Browns were just a comedy of errors. <laughs> the Browns were the Browns. <laughs> They were who we thought they were. We let them out the hunt. Uh, yeah. Hey, well, can we talk about uh, the greatest team to ever be assembled in sports history? That being my New England Patriots, who demolished the Miami Dolphins at Miami, a place where they lost five of the last six times there. And they go in there in 43 nothing. Just, I mean, and the thing is, 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 I mean, you're used to seeing third and five, give it to Edelman. You're used to seeing third and seven, find Edelman. Instead, like third and five is Brown go over the top. Third and 12 is Gordon go through the middle. Third and two is Edelman stop on a hitch and catch it. I mean, they have so many weapons right now at Tom Brady's disposal. It's almost unfair. Now, God willing that they stay healthy. Um, That team is... Their first half of the schedule is very, very lenient. Second half is a little bit rough, but their first half of the schedule is very kind of them. Well, and their their division is so bad. 
Oh, yeah, dude. It's horrible. So just automatic, a bunch of wins. Yeah, it's, in fact... Yeah, it wasn't, because Buffalo Buffalo's really bad. Miami is just... They shouldn't even have a football team. San Jose State could beat them. Buffalo beat the Giants. Oh, dude, the, no, don't. But no, don't, Eric. You know not better. Not a bad game by Josh Allen. You know better, Eric. Stop it. You know. <laughs> and the Jets are the Jets. All right? I mean, tonight's game could be the, the uh, lowest rated and worst played Monday night football game in NFL history. I mean, it's it's aiming for that. That is what the NFL is shooting for, and that's what they're going to get you. Uh, but no, really, like I, I look at, uh, you're right, their their division is horrible. But I look at their schedule and how favorable it is. They got the Jets, Bills on the road at Redskins, who by the way can't get their crap together. Giants at home at Jets versus Browns, Ravens, and then at finally, not till November seventeenth, do you see something of a challenge, and that's at Philadelphia. Home to Dallas, at Houston, home versus the Chiefs, which is never a gimme. And then it lightens up a little bit at the end, Bengals, Bills, and Dolphins. But yeah, that's that's what they're dealing with. When's their bye week? Oh, crap. Their bye week's between... No, it's not. Oh, they don't have a bye week for... Ever. Maybe I'm looking at this wrong. Between the Giants and the Jets. That's a horrible bye week. Uh, no, sorry. Between the Ravens and Eagles. That is a good thing. Never mind. So between Baltimore and Philadelphia, both road trips, they have a bye. That's, that's nice. That's convenient. Uh, for... Yeah, these week were just full of weird matchups. Dallas beats the heck out of Washington, really. I mean, they, they torched him. Dak Prescott, 269 yards in the air. Ezekiel, 111 on the ground. Um, so it's a potent combination. Yeah, it is a pretty, a pretty amazing one-two punch. My question is, uh, did you see that Chicago-Denver game? I did not. So, okay, Denver goes down, scores, they're at home, and they're down by one. They decide to go for two. They get a delay game penalty, so they decide to go for the PAT. They missed the PAT. Chicago had jumped off sides, though, and they get a they move it five yards up. So then they decide, okay, well, now let's go for two again. They go for two. They get it, and they're up one. Chicago, on the second play, there's a rough in the passing call, which is a, one of the worst calls. It was horrendous. Not a good call at all. Gives Mitchell Trubisky and this team that had only gained a total of five yards in the first two plays a brand-new first down. They get to the middle of the field. They had one timeout left. They throw it to the middle of the field. Receiver goes down to the ground, is touched. I don't know who signaled the timeout. If like Charles Nagy was running with the referee step by step, or if Mitchell Trubisky found a referee and called it immediately, someone called a timeout with, I'd say, a half a second left. There could not have been more than that on the clock when he goes down. So then here comes... Chicago, and we all know this story. Chicago Bears needing a 53-yard field goal for the win. It's one of the greatest curses, probably more so than Steve Bartman. And he goes in, <laughs> and he boots it, and hits it down. I thought he was going to miss it. Before the kick even happened, I was like, 
dude, this guy's going to butch it. It's going to go left, right, or short. This thing isn't even have a chance. Sure enough, down the middle with like three yards to spare, and they win it. Denver was ticked. Mile high. Oh, man. They, uh, or whatever the Qualcomm's, whatever their place is now. Yeah, they weren't too thrilled with the referees. No one was thrilled with the referees this it past weekend, weekend, actually thinking about it. Yeah, yeah a, bad, a lot of bad calls between the Saints and the Rams. Uh, a lot of them going against the Saints. Okay, so do you believe the conspiracy theory? I don't, I don't know. I mean, come on, man. How it just seems to stack it? up against Yeah, Orleans. how else do you explain it, bro? Uh, Drew Brees hurt his thumb on his throwing hand. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. What did they say, like four to six weeks? Ben Roethlisberger's out for the rest of the year. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger's done for the year. Um, uh, Drew Brees is out for six weeks with surgery. Yep. Uh, that's that's huge. That is big for the Saints because now you're relying on Teddy Bridgewater to get you through it. And I almost, I almost put Drew Brees really high on my in, for my fantasy team to try. No to one would have blamed you. You should have. Yeah. And, no. Pitts, and Pittsburgh's now, they're in trouble. They're in big trouble. Yeah, because they really have a backup quarterback after that, and they lose to Seattle 28-26. Hey, and give, <clears throat> I give a lot of credit, Russell Wilson. He yeah. was masterful in that game. Yeah. yeah, Russell's been great, and he's worth every penny that they're paying him on that fat contract. Um, Atlanta, how about that? Beating Philadelphia 24-20. That was actually quite the good game on uh, for a Sunday night. For a Sunday night game, that one was back and forth too. Um, just trying to, th- I mean, looking at other games, Baltimore and Arizona wasn't great. Kyler Murray's still trying to figure out the NFL game, and he's not really getting a hold of it. Houston at Jacksonville was just bad football, thirteen to twelve. And by the way, our Thursday night game this week, drum roll please, Jacksonville versus Tennessee. That's our Thursday night football game. Well, there's controversy in Jacksonville. I'd rather watch Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> uh, there's some there's some controversy in Jacksonville, right? Why? Oh, yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey wants out. He wants out. Yeah, he requested a trade for according to uh, Adam Scheffler. He went to his agent and said, "Get me out of here." And they've and they've fielded some interest from some teams, but at the same time, they're like, "No, oh, we're good. Not until we get what we want." Which do you know what they should? You hold the cards. Yes. Get what you want out of it. Absolutely. Man, ever since he talked smack, it just went downhill for that right. squad. Everybody's ever since he ran him. his mouth, man, just never turned out what everyone thought they were or what they thought they were. All right, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, uh, let's shift gears, talk some basketball, shall Holy we? crap, it's 5.50. FIBA World Cup concluded this weekend. Who won it all? And who got the awards and the accolades? We'll tell you. Coming up next on the Full Court Press. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Hey, how's your Spanish, Ajay? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, what? how would you say congratulations or really good Spanish? Wait, do you want me to say congratulations or really good? Yes. Congrate. <laughs> Congrate. Yeah, no, con- no, it's congrate. You got to roll it. Yeah, congrate. What's, what's very good? Uh, uh, muy bien. 
Very good. Yeah. Yeah. We've been. We've been to the Spaniards. They won the FIBA World Cup, taking down Argentina. 95 to 75. It wasn't even close. No. Ricky Rubio, high scorer for the Spaniards, uh, scoring 20 points. Marcus All added 14 points, seven rebounds, and seven assists. Uh, they first time winning it in, in uh, 13 years for Spain. They won the FIBA World Basketball or FIBA Basketball World Cup back in 2006. Uh, so Spain number one, Argentina number two, France finishes number three. Yeah. Uh, so Australia. So did Australia medal or not? Australia. Yeah. No, they didn't medal. Only so- medal if you're in the top three. Australia was number four. <sighs> well, that's a good thing for the Utah Jazz. Because Joe Ingles probably would have took that medal and trophy wherever he went. Um, France came from behind in the second half to beat yeah. Australia. And yeah. That was sixty-five. Excuse me, sixty-seven to fifty-nine. Good for France, honestly. Good for Rudy Colbert and Co. That's pretty cool, actually. I'm and Ricky Rubio MVP as MVP. Tournament. Yeah, uh, average. He averaged like sixteen points per game, six assists. I mean, he was awesome throughout the whole entire tournament. So, I bet the Suns are thrilled, right? Yeah, they should be. <laughs> nah, Rick's a, Ricky's a good guy. Uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I, uh, You know, it, it, like we've already talked about, what is Team USA going to look like next year with the players that are available to play in the Olympics, if they are still available, with the way some of the players played on this FIBA team, who's in, who's out, uh, who makes the squad, it, it, it and and Donovan, it, this is kind of surprising of Donovan, but he's been extremely vocal, Eric. That he wants to play on next year's twenty twenty Tokyo team. Good for him. He should be. Do you think that's over too much though of, of doing that? No, he feels like he wants to redeem himself and the. the he Americans. wants a second chance at it. Yeah, we don't have a problem with that at all. Okay. Uh, by the way, the way FIBA World Cup does it, they they name an all or an MVP of the tournament, but they also have a All Star Five, so the top five players. So besides Rubio, it was his teammate Mark Gasol, makes sense. Argentina big man Luis Scola, France swingman Evan Fournier, and Serbia shooting guard Bogdan Bogdanovic. So there you have it. FIBA World Cup is now done. Team USA finished seventh in the final standings behind the Czech Republic, Serbia, Australia, France, Argentina, and Spain. It's going to be a long <laughs> 10 or 11 months <laughs> for Donovan. <laughs> Have a great night, everybody.